Hi, Bill McMurdo here. We're in Isaiah chapter 60. One of the things that is fascinating about this chapter is that it continually brings to us the very idea and concept of wealth transfer. Peter Wagner wrote a book about uh, the end-time wealth transfer. I know that Bill Johnson uses Isaiah 60 a lot. It, it formulates a lot of his stuff, a lot of his teaching is shaped by it, a lot of his thinking. But I want us to just look at some things today. Verse 5, um, it speaks about, Then you shall see and be radiant, your heart shall thrill and rejoice, because the abundance of the sea shall be converted to you. And this is speaking about the sea being, if you like, the world economy or the world system. Now, in Revelation 17, verse 15, it speaks about the great harlot, that she sits on many waters, of course, in Revelation 17. And it says in verse 15, the many waters are peoples, multitudes, nations, tongues. In other words, we would say the world out there, the great world system, the economy perhaps, the abundance of it is going to be converted to those who walk in a kingdom wealth paradigm. Not those who walk in a Babylonian or Antichrist paradigm, but those who walk in a Babylonian sorry, in a kingdom wealth paradigm. So the abundance of the economy will be turned. We would say the tide will turn. Things right now aren't so great in the world economy because we are being attacked with scarcity as part of the program of the Great Reset and so on. But it's saying that God has an alternative to this and I keep saying that his alternative is the true economy. So the abundance of the economy or the sea or the peoples, the nations shall be turned to us. Then it says the wealth of the nations shall come to you. It's interesting that verse 4 speaks about sons and daughters coming. That talks about harvest. That's been a reference to harvest. But it says then, the wealth of the nation shall come to you. And of course, if you're familiar with the King James, it says the forces of the Gentiles, which is just another word for nations, shall come to you. That word forces is the Hebrew word kyle. And there's a great book by John Eckhart on kyle. You ought to get it. And he speaks about what Kyle means, and it, it means wealth, but it's not just financial wealth, it's not just commodity wealth, it's not just assets, it's not just precious jewels and silver and gold and so on. It speaks, forces also can mean multitudes or hosts or armies. In other words, he's talking about people being a resource that God recognises as wealth. The wealth of the nations, that, that includes uh, physical, it includes currency, it includes what we would regard to be valuable things, assets and so on. But it also has that meaning, and of course verse 4 speaks about sons are coming, daughters, that people are coming, and they'll bring their wealth, we'll see that. Uh, but wealth transfer, in other words, the riches, the wealth, the abundance of all that's out there, That'll include property, land, assets, all these things. Might include stocks, shares, might even include actual physical money. Then verse 6 says, The multitudes of camels shall cover your land, the young camels of Midian and Ephah, all those from Sheba shall come. And that's, of course, a reference to maybe Middle East oil, wealth, that type of thing. But look what it says here. They shall bring gold and incense and shall bear good news of the praises of the Lord. And I think it's the Septuagint um, that 
refers that to being um, the house of prayer. That God's house is going to be a house of prayer. So in other words, what, what it's saying here is this, is that the money is going to come in and finance the church, finance the ecclesia, finance the kingdom of God, finance ministries, finance the people of God, the Zion of God, we would say. That's where God's people are. And it's a spiritual location, but it means that the money's coming in in the physical realm, in the earth realm, into um, those who are ready for it, those who are part of God's remnant. And not everybody's going to walk in this. And I tell you who is not going to walk in it are people who shun wealth and say that wealth, all wealth is, you know, ungodly and we shouldn't be touching it. Well, those people are never going to fund, fund kingdom enterprises. They're never going to fund the kingdom. They're never going to finance the work of God because they're too busy being uh, religious um, and all that. So anyway, then it says, All the flocks of Kedar shall be gathered to get together to you, the rams of Nebioth. Now, what we need to understand is the commodities of God are gold, silver, and cattle or livestock. So it's referring to these things here. Of course, God blessed Abraham and said, I'm going to bless you. You're going to be great. Your name's going to be great. And then within a few short verses in the Bible from Genesis 12 to Genesis 13, Abram is very rich in those three commodities, silver, gold, and cattle. So um, God knows what he's doing. Now, you might not want to be a rancher. You might not want to have cattle, but I'm sure there's plenty of room in your life that you'll make for lots of silver and gold. But of course, cattle can, can also, I believe, it can cover um, other commodities as well. But those are the three commodities that God identifies. The silver and gold is mine, saith the Lord, of hosts. And he also says the cattle on a thousand hills are his. So it's important he mentions these things because these things belong to the Lord. They don't belong to man. They don't belong to Satan. They belong to the Lord. But it, notice how he's, he's talking about they're bringing them, they're coming. You know, is it Leroy Thompson talks about money cometh. Money cometh to the body of Christ. Well, it's not just money. It's other commodities, other resources, other assets, valuable things. Then he says, surely, verse 9, the coastline shall wait for me. Verse 8 talks about flying as a cloud, as a dove to the roost. In other words, abundance. You know, when you see doves flying to the roost, there's loads of them. And he says, the coastlands or the isles shall wait for me. The ships of Tarshish shall come first. Um, and it's interesting, the church I pastor is on Tharsis Street, which is just the Greek rendering of Tarshish. And I like that, because it says here, to bring your sons from afar, there it is, he's talking about the precious, the most precious commodity, which is people, sons, daughters, um, children, uh, people. That's God's, that, that's what's valuable to God. He says, to bring your sons from afar. Their silver and their gold with them. So people are coming. The harvest is coming. The multitudes are coming. The nations are coming. It's coming. They're being converted. Whereas before they didn't want anything to do with the things of God or with us as Christians. You know, they, they, they shunned the church. Now they want Now they want in. And they're coming. And it says they're going to bring silver and gold with them to the name. Now where's God's name? It's on the temple. The temple of Solomon was built to house the name. Go study it out. The temple was, was built to house the name. And we are now the temple of God to the Holy One of Israel because he's uh, glorified you. Now watch this. The sons of foreigners shall build up your walls and their king shall minister to you. That's talking about um, second, third, fourth generation immigrants who may have come here um, and it says they're going to minister to us. What it means is they're going to plug in as well. You know, 
a lot of people get upset because of immigration, and especially if the people that are coming are not Christian, but it's saying here they're going to be part of it all, uh, part of all this blessing that Isaiah 60 signifies and speaks of. So in my wrath I struck you, but in my favour I have had mercy on you. What we have to understand is, I believe he's talking when he says about wrath, he's saying about maybe the fact that we've had to go through judgment, judgment nationally, judgment corporately, judgment as a church, because we, we've not been living the way we should, we've not been preaching the way we should, we've not been ministering, especially in the last couple of years, when we shut churches and, ch and churches were shut by governments. God says judgment must begin at the house of God, and I think we don't like talking about judgment. But it's a reality we have to face. And, you know, sometimes you just have to suck it up and take it. But there's going to be a turning point. He says, uh, I struck you in my wrath, but in my favour. I want to talk about favour. I love talking about favour. Favour is one of my favourite things to talk about. And he says, in my favour, I have had mercy. Favour, if you get into God's favour, his mercy will start to flow. And we need his mercy. We certainly need his favour. Therefore, now watch this. It's all wealth transfer. This whole chapter is talking about this therefore your gates shall be open continually <clears throat> in other words um, your doors your gates your entry points okay shall be open continually they shall not be shut day nor night now i, I always think that refers to the internet and um as one possible and probably most likely you know you don't need to be standing somewhere to receive for example, donations. People can donate to your church, to your ministry, or if you're in business, uh, people can buy your products when you're sleeping. You know, that's a great thing about online shopping. Um, that's a great thing about uh, the webs websites and the internet is that people can bring you, whether it's donations, contributions, or purchase things, so that men, look what it says, that men or people may bring to you the wealth of the nations. God's purpose for you, if you're listening to this, is to bring you the wealth of the nations and that their kings may be brought. There's two things going on here. There are, um, verse 3, the nations shall come to your light and kings to the brightness of your rising. God's wanting people to come into the ecclesia and into the kingdom and into salvation and into his family and into all the great things of God. He wants harvest and he wants us to be blessed by this. So people are coming, but kings are coming too. In other words, leaders are coming. And that, that'll include governmental, national leaders, maybe some surprising folks, folks that we think are really steeped in Babylonian um, ideology and, and action, and they may well be. It may well be that many of them repent, or at least some of them. Um, yeah, you're thinking people that Elon Musk and stuff like that who are very much part of the system. But, you know, I'm just saying that a lot of those guys will come in. It's already happened. It's already, and it's happening. And then he says, men may bring you the wealth of nations. For the nation and kingdom that will not serve you shall perish, and those nations shall be utterly destroyed. Then he says, the glory of Lebanon shall come to you. He lists the fir tree, the pine tree, the box tree to beautify the place of my sanctuary. In other words, the world system is going to fund the temple. I will make the place of my feet glorious. The sons of those who afflicted you shall come bowing before you. You know, if you've got enemies and you're right with God, those enemies are coming and bowing before you, whether that's a literal or a metaphoric, but 
they're coming. And they shall call you the city of Yahweh, the Zion of the Holy One. He's talking about it. It's all here. You've been forsaken. You've hated that no man went through. I will make you an eternal excellency, a joy of many generations. That word eternal, that the word emrus that we use our emrus podcast, it means eternal. Okay? And excellency speaks about majesty or, or regal splendor or glory. So God is saying that that which we are in eternity in the glory realms will manifest here in this realm. The glory that is yours. Now, of course, it's God that's to get the glory. But God shares his glory. Jesus prayed that God would share his glory with us. So anyway, he says, you'll suck the milk of the nations and suck the breast of kings. Nations, kings, nations, kings. You see the combo that's here throughout this passage. It's not just the nations, it's their leaders. If you don't win the leaders, then you can you can have harvest, but nothing will change at governmental level. Okay? Milking the breast of kings means that, or sucking the breast of kings, means that you will have wealth transfer, not just from the people, but from the government, governmental Bodies, governmental organisations, institutions, governmental people, rulers, uh, leaders are going to fund the work of God. That's what it means. And suck the breast of kings. Then you'll know that I'm your saviour, your redeemer. Then he says, look, instead of bronze, I will bring gold. Instead of iron, I will bring silver. Instead of wood, bronze. Instead of stones, iron. In other words, God's going to upgrade you. God's going to upgrade whatever level you're on. God's going to jack it up. If you're functioning at X level, he's going to, uh, jack you up to Y level and then keep going. In other words, I believe it's exponential. All right? So you'll start off in the hundreds, then the thousands, then the millions, then the billions, then the trillions. In other words, you're, it's an upgrade every time. And then he says, I'll make your officers peace, your exactors righteousness. And uh, So in other words, this whole thing here, a little one shall become a thousand, a small one, a strong nation. It's all multiplication. It's all increase. It's all transfer of where the wealth is in the natural into, by supernatural means, of course, into the hands of God's eternal Ecclesia Zion people, people who function with him in heavenly realms. So Isaiah is very exciting. Isaiah 60 is very exciting because it speaks of all these wonderful things. And we need to walk in those things. We need to be aware of those things. We need to function in them. And it's so important that we do that. So, uh, Listen to this message over and over. Absorb the truths of it because it will change your life, change your business, change your ministry, change your church, change your organisation, change everything. If you understand that Isaiah 60 and the glories and the blessings of it, including this very important aspect of transfer of wealth, you're meant to walk in it. So do so. In Jesus' name, amen. <laughs>